1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Craig Swan all the way from Celtic's training camp in Dubai. On the pod today we get the very latest on how Neil Lennon's squad are shaping up for the second half of the season and of course with the transfer window well and truly open we talk potential incomings and outgoings. Uh, first of all Swan, a happy new year to you. I'd imagine there's uh, there's probably worse ways to return to your work in January.
2: Yes, it's, um, it's it's not too unpleasant, I have to say. Um, it's it's very nice over here. Um, there's work to be done for uh, for for Unkai and for the, for the the players at Celtic, but uh, it's it's a nice environment. It's it's a place that's worked well for Celtic in the past over the last two years. I've have come to Dubai um, and I've come back to, to Scotland to complete pick off three trebles. So there was always a sense that we're going to come back here uh, this year again. So. Yeah, they'll be hoping that the
1: same thing happens again. I, I suppose if it's not broke, then no need to to try and fix it. Uh, if you could even, you know, we we've seen, you yeah. know, we've seen pictures of the the squad in training this morning, uh, getting put through. Uh, I think they were getting put through the bleep test. Uh, could you even just give us, you know, from your kind of observations and all that so far, just a week and a tour of the the facilities and the what the kind of itinerary and schedules like, as far as you as far as you know.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, today. Uh, this being uh, recorded on Monday, um, was the, the first real um, day of sort of hard work, real punishing what uh, The players got put in. Um, John Kennedy uh, spoke on the other day and suggested it was it was almost like a mini preseason. It was you know it was top top class facilities that they're working at. Um, in the sports complex and they were they be pushed hard throughout the week I mean it's there's no suggestion that the players got the players were given some downtime um, in the week which followed immediately after the Rangers game but it's straight into hard work here um, that was a policy that, 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 that the Brendan Rodgers looked the players really hard um, through the sort of Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday um, of this pocket, you league and it's going to be no different under Neil And as, as you alluded to if it's, if, it's, if it's not broken then just go with it again so it's, it's served them well but they certainly have to work hard um, and it was interesting for with John as well you know he was kind of talking about it, it, it was a period last week which also, it also gives the, the managers and the coaches a bit of time to, to do some digesting and reflecting because it's such a busy period the first half of the season for, for, for all clubs but particularly for Celtic and for Ranger with the European commitments as well. Through December, there were so many fixtures. It's very difficult for the coaching staff really to, to do a lot of analytical stuff because it's just constant you know, preparation for games, game recovery, game recovery. So if John had said that they were able to look at a few things, where, where they can improve, where, where their are happy. So yeah, it's, it'll be beneficial on a number of levels.
1: Yeah, you, you kind of as you said there, it's been just game, game, game all the way through December. So, I suppose this is the kind of it's a rare time for coaches. You think maybe to get a bit of one-on-one time with certain players on the training pitch, whereas as you you know as we were saying it up until now, it's just been game preparation, then a game, and then back to game preparation. So it's it's a wee bit different in that sense, and probably good from a coaching perspective. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Managers and managers and coaches talk a lot, not just at Celtic but at all clubs. Um, you know the importance of training pitch time and and working on things sessions going through things time and time again so that so the players are, are switched on to what they want them to do. So yeah, and, you know, it's not just the fitness aspect, the mental and physical side, getting the rest itself. also there will be some things worked upon. Um the are here in the past, I remember under under Brandon he worked on he work on different systems, uh stems that he wanted to play just to use the use this period over a period of time over here to work and try a couple of things. and um, so I would imagine the win is exactly the same. Uh, and will be exactly the same through the week.
1: And as well, does I know we, you know, we Kind of looking at the training pictures this morning there's a kind of number of guys who haven't really you know kind of barely featured in the the first team so far this season um you've got the likes of Luca Connell um i noticed Daniel Arzani is back involved as well with uh, Joseph Simunovic back from injury so you you've seen a few kind of faces uh, who might then be kind of hopefully up to speed for the the second half of the season starting absolutely
2: i mean i, I suppose um two of the the more, the, more, the more impressive contributors to um, after signing for uh, the first half of the season, lost Hatem El Hamid and Mohamed El Yenissi, who were both lost uh, to injury. Uh, and uh, through December, um, and, uh, I think El um, Hamid's last game was in Lazio, I believe, oh. uh, in Rome, against Lazio in Rome. So he, um, guys like that, you know, integral integral parts of the squad, guys who are very quickly become integral parts of the team. Um, are, are back and I think the aims for they can be ready to go when, when Celtic get back in their competitive action so yeah there's guys at different end of the spectrum mm-hmm. there's, there, there's fringe players who are trying to force their way back in there's long term absences as you say like there's Annie Sermunovic made a great start under Neil Lennon last season when, when Neil Lennon first took over from Brandon Rodgers again um, he's another one who's working his way back so there's guys at various levels uh, of
1: various importance I dare say to, to, to the squad that are, that are all working and trying to impress so yeah everybody's got their own aims and their own agenda as well as you to try and catch the eye of the manager yeah and obviously there's no doubt in Ryan Christie's importance but uh, he's obviously been sidelined with with that injury but I did notice that he was out on the training pitch I, I mean is there a I suppose is there any indication that he'll do any training or is he just there as part of the squad I know he's got a, maybe a few weeks away from a full return
2: yeah, John Kennedy um, when we spoke to him on, on Sunday had suggested that he would probably miss the majority of the, of the group work this week. Um, but, you know, he's still, I think he's comfortable enough to do to the of some jobs. but he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't be ready for the full stuff. Um, but there's even there very hopeful it would be. I think he be that quote, if I can remember correctly, with it, would will be weeks, hour in the months. So yeah. we certainly hope to have him back at the end of the month but I guess he'll have to gauge it day by day.
1: And just in general terms as well, like considering the way the year, you know, the the year finished there, and the kind of the fallout and the almost kind of hysteria that comes after a defeat to Rangers, is it just kind of ideal time for you know Celtic to maybe just get away from the you know the bubble that exists here in Glasgow and just get away from all that, all the the, the hysteria and the analysis and the post mortems.
2: I think so. I think it's. I think we touched start it already it's as it's possible as much a, a, as a mental break for these guys. Uh, the physical, you know, it's just constantly concentrating on things. Um, there's always a natural longer fallout from, you know, it, it was the same last year if you remember. Because, just because the last game before mm. a three week shutdown happens to be an all forum game, yeah. everybody always talks about the last game. Um, you know, the scheduling is different, and they just played Celtic on Boxing Day. And then they both played another game on the twenty ninth. Yep. So kind of the follow up to the old farm game would have finished within two days. <laughs> and you'd be talking about another game. So it seems to be in the schedule and yeah. really that's just I mean, Chelsea have been in this position before mm-hmm. twelve months ago, exactly. Lost lost the, the game at high And it was exactly the same scenario. So it's not something they haven't dealt with before and, and fairness to them, they bounced back spectacularly last season when they came back from the band they went on a, a, a tremendous run. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and push themselves well clear in the weekly. So I think that's obviously the plan for them again. And just as a wee a wee side note, there was a and it's just a kinda of wee quirky thing, there was can I talk on social media that uh, that Dan Petrescu was seen walking around in the the Celtic Hotel. Is that is that just social media chatter or is he has he actually been spotted and would would there be any reason for that?
2: Uh, no, I think it's just, just as far as I'm answering. I think one uh, well, I think we spotted one on about the foyer by someone today. Yeah. Um God, he's just on his holidays <laughs> There's an awful lot of football clubs in this part of the world at this time of the year. That and right? it's a very popular destination. I mean, the Scottish Premier League on its own, over three clubs here. Oh, exactly. Um as you know, Celtic will have a been the here at some point. It's a very, very popular place, It's the one they are training and that's what's you always know, see loads of characters kicking around or I think in the past three years we've been like Jose Mourinho and all these guys would
1: be been kicking around <laughs> really? there's plenty of people uh-huh. there's plenty of people around. run there's too much in there I <laughs> will not um, I've just kind of obviously we're in the middle as well well not the middle we're kind of early stages sorry uh, the the transfer window and John Kennedy's been speaking uh, as you said uh, the kind of priority or one of the priorities seems to be trying to get a, a striker in the door and John Kennedy was saying that it's something that Celtic were trying to get something tied up uh, as quickly as possible. Is that was that? Could that be taken as a wee hint that there could be something coming quite soon? That there's a confidence, or am I, am I reading too much into that?
2: I think it's just a case of. Just working on a, you know, a, it's you not know, even a day-by-day basis, it's an hour-by-hour basis, it's a minute-by-minute basis. They're, they're assessing a whole lot of different options. And the, the certain areas of the team, the manager has been particularly clear that he's identified certain areas as a team you'd like to strengthen. He's got areas that he's obviously more happy with than others. Um, so it's it, it's a constant. I mean, this this process basically begins... On September the first or, or September the second, when the previous transfer window closes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the same way that on February the first the work will start to begin for the summer transfer window. It's just constant, so yeah. I mean, the, the, the cost, we're looking at videos, video packages, things are getting put together. Agents will be on the phone, people are getting put forward. It's just a constant. So, I mean, I don't think anybody should read too much into things like that. I mean, Milner, we spoke to Neil and... Just before the Rangers game, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was making the point that in this transfer window, you know, if you're a, if you're a club that's selling a player, you're going to hang on to the last possible minute if you can it's to try and get the best deal for your club, and you know that's that's kind of the thing that goes on. So there's, there's every chance that it'll go in the last day. I mean, people, I know fans always get frustrated, but the There's always seems to be a real flurry of business on the last day of the sale because mainly selling clubs are holding out for the best price for their guys are trying to entice as many people on the table as they can so it's just natural it's just natural you would expect that things are going to be constantly going on right until the very last minute of the window and. As I say, the work has been going on basically since the middle of September. Yeah. I, would have, I would have thought they, they can't get guys, so it's just constant. It's just a constant thing. It's, it's three, six, five days a year basically mm-hmm. working towards each other These days, even though the windows are only a short period that they're open, the work never stops.
1: Yeah, I know very much. So, uh, as I was saying, you know, the, kinda, there's a lot of talk about bringing in a backup um, striking option. Would you agree that that's something that that's needed?
2: Yeah, I think it's been it's been fairly evident that um, the manager of island has had to rely heavily on on St. Edward mm-hmm. um, Lee Griffiths has been working he's no bad you know slowly. you get there by all accounts but he's still not to the clearly not to the levels that that need him at just now obviously back in bio had his injury problems so um, Edward has been leaned upon an awful lot in the first half of the season but you know it's it, it's, a, it's a tricky one for Celtic sure because you want to get big quality players in but then you, most people would assume that it's gonna be difficult to send someone who's better than Odson Ed love. So yeah. not only are you trying to get a good one, you're trying to convince a good one to come and be a backup
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is no easy task. So yeah. yeah, I mean I think everybody everybody identifies the fact that it's striking backup is The man I think mean, the manager has said that himself more or less and mm-hmm. eh, the the, the part that that, that that needs a better work. So um, I'm sure that would, that'll be high on the priority list. Yeah, I yep. think I think it's needed. I think anybody can see that it's needed. Uh-huh. But listen, you know, maybe this is could, could, could really come to the fore. He's got another three weeks here to work on his fitness and, and get himself up to the levels. And I mean, he'll be confident that he can still do a job. So um, you know, there's still there's various ways that this can go. But I feel like you'd certainly would you would certainly expect him to try and get some money. I would say that's almost him.
1: Yeah, and you touched on it there that it's. It could perhaps be, you know, a hard sell in a way because ostensibly you're trying to convince somebody to come in to play second fiddle. Is that why you're? Were, do you think perhaps that we're, we're seeing the likes of, you know, the kind of veteran striking you know, the links to Glenn, the likes of Glenn Murray, that came a, kind of kind of left field a wee bit. Um, things like that, guys who almost kind of in the way that Rangers brought in Jermaine Defoe, of somebody who who would be like a, a completely different option, brings a lot of experience. Is that why we're kind of? You're seeing those sort of rumors?
2: Only I mean Lennon I mean, really knows, you know, what exactly what he wants, but for Celtic to get for Celtic to get somebody who's better than Orson Edward, you're trying to find a striker in the bracket of what, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen million. Yeah. You Yeah. Know, Hudson Edward has a first choice striker, so as Celtic are going to play, as, as as signing talks go on agents and players. Ask management. You know, it's one of the first questions. Will I play? Well, no one can be guaranteed to play every week. No one, mm-hmm. no one signs a contract that says you'll play every week. But, you know, there, there has to be an understanding for whoever comes And Unless he's a superstar, he's going to be trying to settle towards Edward. Yeah. You, know, you know, the only other way that would change is you know, when he decided to make a change in the way he wanted to line the team up. If he wanted to play 3 maybe yeah. more and, and accommodate action. two strikers, Edward and a partner, that's, that's maybe something that he's... I know he spoke in pre-seasons about using, you know, he's, he's, you know, there's a flexibility within games. He's changed to, he's changed to three-five-two within games and things like that and he's mixed the system up. But haven't started with it that often.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: so maybe that's just maybe maybe that's personnel. Maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't even feel he's had the personnel to be able to play that and spoke in pre-season. He may play it a bit more. This year we haven't seen it as often as as maybe people might have thought. TC mm-hmm. have done a very successful Celtic team under Martin O'Neill that was rigid two five Yeah. Um, so that that's maybe something you could get somebody out of the partner head up. Mm-hmm. But only Neil Lennon really knows. Only Neil Lennon really knows And as, as, as all Celtic managers have said in recent times, it's availability and affordability. They're mm. the other two key words.
1: Yeah, especially in, you know, the January market when you would you'd think maybe Clubs are a wee bit less reluctant to, sorry, less keen to sell, if you could put it that way. Um, we still half a season to go. Do you expect, um, you know, it's hard to, you know, put names on it? Well,
2: everyone's got their needs, Liam. Everyone's got their needs. Uh, Everyone's got their needs, sorry, but, uh, you know, most people are trying to hang on to their best players. If somebody is willing to sell their main asset in January, it means they're trying to cash in on them. Mm -hmm. And if they're trying to cash in on them, Generally, that means they're trying to start a bidding more. Yeah, which generally means it's going
1: to run at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that, that's the way I tend to view these things. <laughs> um, and as well, that again, it's hard to put you know sort of exact names on on things. But do you expect maybe a, a few guys who have who have not featured as much over the the first half of the season to to maybe at least go out on loan? I know there's been. Uh, interest in in the likes of Jack Henry I think John Kennedy himself has admitted that that could be a possibility so do you expect to see a wee bit of movement in the opposite direction as well?
2: Yeah, I'd imagine a bit three boys are so not getting much football Jack Henry is a perfect example and um, we need to get out and get some games again, this is not isolated to take
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I think Rangers are doing the same thing a few of their friends boys most clubs in the country will be doing the same thing guys are only likely to play or get loaned out. I think that's that's just part of the course that happens in the year so
1: I'd imagine it will be two or three room games done because guys are at different levels whether they're friends players whether our younger players I'd expect that will probably happen yep. yeah and just coming back to you know you know, the, the training camp itself there's um, I've not seen is there any, any possibility that Celtic might arrange a wee bounce game while they're out there I know some of the other clubs opt to do that but it's not you know a kind of universal thing but would you have any indication as whether that might be a, a possibility for them?
2: Don't think it's planned. For, well, well, it certainly hasn't planned. No, um, certainly haven't haven't played against any other opposition. They've obviously they'll, they'll play training games. They'll play you know they play bounce games. They play eleven against eleven within themselves. Um, uh, i spoke spoken about they're playing different shapes and things like that. They'll probably do something like that. I think, but in terms of playing outside opposition, I yeah. don't think so. No, certainly, certainly, certainly not that we know of anyway. It hasn't happened to any time in the last few years. I'm sure that Babadina played. Eastern European opposition the last few years, um, mm-hmm. they might play. I think they have got a game on Saturday against a, a, a team from Uzbekistan, I believe. But it's not something that Celtic have done in the past, And I don't think
1: they're going to do this that. Yeah,
2: is it? Can I? of a late change.
1: Sorry, sorry. Unless there's a, a, late, a late change of heart, you were saying? Yeah, I, I,
2: I, I certainly
1: don't think it's in the. I, I certainly don't think it's in the planning. Mm-hmm. I suppose, they, as we said before, has not been in the past. So I don't. Yeah, if they're, they're not going to deviate from that, I suppose if they don't, if they don't have to, because we were saying earlier on, it was, uh, you know, a chance for for some one-to-one time with players on the the training pitch. But it was kind of interesting as well that you mentioned that, it, that there was also kind of sort of a mini pre-season element to it. Like, um, you know, we seen the the pictures earlier on of the, the players getting put through the bleep test. Um, so is it is it a, a, a kinda of yeah. element of trying to, you know, make sure guys are still at kind of peak condition as we as we move into the second half of the season as well?
2: Yeah, I think it's just gonna be football like day, these days with really, the really scientific aspect to it all the the various machinery and gadget that'll tell them where everyone's fitness is compared to where it normally is. Um I mean footballers they don't lose that much, you know, gone on the days of of a month off and on yeah. the lash I mean it's, 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 it's more or less a constantly on training constantly on training programmes you know even when it's the summer holidays they're there or back, such a 12 month of the year You're 24 hour yeah, athletes you know, now really
1: isn't it there's, there's
2: not really So I think, it's just, yeah, I think it's just a case of engaging just where everyone is maybe not being a sports scientist myself <laughs> um, but I'm guessing it might or something. You know, maybe maybe this one needs to do a wee bit more than this one, or he's okay or he's at the level. Of, you know, I think it's it's a constant monitoring. I mm-hmm. believe without being an expert.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, again, I keep going back to the same point. It's something that was have done the last few years. This is the way have done it, yeah. and it's what fell in the past. So.
1: You know these tours, the pre-season tours, the mid-season tours. There's obviously there's the training element that comes with them, uh, getting the players ready for the second half of the season. But you know, you know Celtic you know, can obviously pride themselves on their their global fan base, their global appeal. So obviously there's an element, perhaps of you know, kind of growing the Celtic brand when they go away across the world on these trips. Do you know if there's any sort of off-field extracurricular uh, commitments that the the players are, are fulfilling this time around?
2: Yeah, something the club have done um, on each of the the previous three visits here. There's obviously a a huge expat community um, in Dubai, and as you say, simply they've got fans all over the world. Um, They've had open training sessions in the last three years. uh, I think there's sort of signing sessions, book signing sessions, and, and, and meetings and things like that with fans, which have which have always been well attended. Um, there a large number of fans have come to training sessions on the side. I think I plan on doing the same stuff again. Maybe sort of mm-hmm. book signings and, 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 and the personal appearance thing, and, and whether we do the training thing again, I'm not entirely sure. But again. Have done it the last three years, so there's any possibility it'll happen again. These things are always well attended, and it's it's good for the club to, to get out there. You know, as you say, there's there's a lot of supporters who will never get the you know may not have the opportunity to come back to Scotland to see them. So mm-hmm. um, but it's good. It's something. It's something that Celtic have done a lot, and I'm sure they'll be doing plenty of it this week. Whether it's kept private, you know, in Siran House, or, or, or whether it's made more public, I'm sure they'll be doing yeah. various things.
1: Aye, as you say, I'm sure there'll be something going on one way or another. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you as always for, to Swanee for joining us and we'll be back very soon to bring you all the latest from the Celtic camp. Until then, be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.